0: Welcome to episode 16, season three of Rainbow Bridge Connection. I'm Kayla. And guys, guess what? It is officially spooky season. It's October 1st. Yay! I would, if it was easier to edit things, I'd add like little clapping sounds or something into this. So just imagine. If there's like little clapping sounds at the background of me saying yay. <laughs> so, um, I, you guys know, I love spooky seasons. Spooky seasons when I thrive. I love it. But, depression. (laughs) So, I had to start, like, making a deal with myself to, um, like, I came up with a list of things that I'm going to kind of force myself to do this spooky season because it's one of those times of year that I really enjoy and because of depression, I am down and I don't really want to do a lot of things, and things that usually give me joy are kind of blah. But I kind of have been thinking about it. And when, you know, Kaya passed away, it was really hard because she passed away at the end of September. And so all of October, I was really depressed and sad. Like she didn't get another, you know, Halloween. And then Christmas came around and it was the same thing. Like, ugh, she didn't get another Christmas. And had I known that the Christmas before was going to be her last Christmas, I would have made it extra special and stuff. And you know the whole thing with Apollo too. Every time I think of a holiday, I think of how time is going by and that's less time than I might have with him and it's really scaring me. So at the end of the day, I told myself I have to force myself to not look at all that stuff and to try and enjoy it because the we don't know when our last Halloween's going to be or when our last Christmas or our last national holiday that we celebrate. So I started this little list for October that I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't do everything, but then I'm going to try very, very hard to... Make a deal with myself that I'm going to do it. And so one of the things on the list is I'm going to watch scary movies that I've never seen before. At least one, maybe two, every weekend in October. Um, and I'm going to watch as many scary movies as I want that I've seen before. Because I watch scary movies all the time, so that's nothing different. And I'm going to decorate the house. And I decided to decorate the house a week after <laughs> Labor Day weekend. And I am just trying to live every day in the moment and I'm trying to enjoy Halloween. So I wanna rope you guys into this. So I decided what I was gonna do is I know typically we do one spooky, quote unquote spooky episode near Halloween, and we've done that the last, you know, two years. But I think this year I wanna do two spooky season episodes. And maybe we'll have a special guest in one of them that we've either had before or we haven't. And then um, I'll still do the other episodes. So you guys will get, like, double episodes, hopefully. The person that I'm going to interview, that's my next interview that's coming up. She's a super busy businesswoman. And so I'm, I'm not going to bug her, you know, to necessarily uh, interview, you know, and and be on it, but I promise you we will get an episode this month that'll be an interview with somebody special. So I'm excited for you guys to hear whoever it is. Um, I have a couple people lined up, but the one specifically that is at the forefront, hopefully we can get that done within the next couple weeks. So yay, you guys are gonna get more of me. Hopefully you like that. So I'm excited. Um, I'm going to say this episode, even though it's quote unquote spooky, it's not scary. So if you're, if you're not, if spooky season ain't your cup of tea or scary isn't your cup of tea, I totally understand. Um, I tried my very, very best to look at stories that weren't triggering, which is hard when you're talking about death in any capacity. Um, It was the only list that I could find that didn't go into nasty graphic detail that was horrible um, because, you know, we're all here for the same reason. We're dealing with grief and we're dealing with the loss of a companion animal. And the last thing I want to do is be like, oh, I like spooky, but let's talk about horrible animal deaths. So we're not going to do that. This is going to be pretty lighthearted. A couple of them. Most of them I have never heard of before. And I'm going to say a couple of them are, most of them, <laughs> a couple, most, a couple, most. Um, most of them are not in the United States. So if I butcher the names, I'm apologizing now. I try my very, very, very hard, hardest to pronu- pronounce things correctly and enunciate Perla le- correctly. That just literally backfired on me enunciate correctly, <laughs> enunciate correctly. So if I do not say it correctly, I do apologize. You can always write in and say, hey girl, you totally butchered that. And I will try my very hardest that if I ever say that word again, or I talk about it again, that I pronounce it correctly. So um, I am going to start off with a list. And then I'm going to tell you guys like this little story that I... I encountered and I kinda want your guys' opinion and feedback on this. So let's get started on this list. It's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm gonna I I even though um Sony did a really good job with not going into too much detail about the deaths of some of the companion animals or the animals that are related to the stories, there were some things that I decided to take out. So you guys don't have to necessarily worry about it being triggering, um, in terms of knowing too much information about how they died. So, number one that I chose, and this was so f- freaking cool to me because I I always, when you hear creepy or um, ghost stories, it's always, you know, 1700s, 1600s people walking around with, like, traditional garments Or in the United States, it's always like colonial garments or like Civil War people, right? So anytime you hear about anything like that. But then you always like, it makes you think like, why aren't people seeing people from like now? Like, why is it all people from like back in the day, like long time ago? Why isn't anything really now, you know, going down? Um, And then also to that caveat is where are the animals? (laughs) Because you mean to tell me that there is a chick wandering around And colonial garments, but there's not, like, her cat Susie. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So, these stories were kind of cool because it kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of possibly, yeah, okay, yeah, people are seeing animals that are not in this realm. So, the first one that I chose because it was wild and I've never heard it before. It's um, The salmons at Blarney Castle in Cork, Ireland. This is wild, guys. So there's a river over by Blarney Castle, which is the Martin River, and they're saying that that river's haunted to begin with. They're saying that, like, I guess the castle's haunted, the river's haunted, it's all haunted. But they're seeing salmons that aren't there jumping out of the water to, like, catch bugs, but they're not there. Like, there's no salmons in the river. So people are saying ghost salmons, which is wild, because when you think about it, yeah, I mean, if salmons die, there could be a possibility that there are ghost salmons. Um, the second one that I chose is called The Ghost Dog at Ancient Ram End. And this is one you're going to have to bear with me, guys. If you're from England, I'm so sorry. Gloucestershire. Gl- <laughs> I'm so sorry. Glass of Chester, England it's already super haunted with people like people see haunted stuff all the time there but apparently there's a king cavalier spaniel that sits in the corner and watches people so i i apparently they turned it into like a hotel or like a bnb so people could go stay the night there and they said that people will like be sleeping and they'll wake up and the dog will be sitting in the corner just watching them which <laughs> tvh My dogs do that on occasion. Kaya was like, so that was her thing where she would just sit there and she would stare at you and she had human eyes and it would freak me out. So the fact that this dog is um, a ghost dog that's doing that, like that's amazing. And also I want to experience it. And also I kind of don't. It's scary. Um, And then also they said that there is a black cat that hangs out in the witch's room and black cats used to be good luck and so I assume I didn't do a ton of research about this place but I assumed that the witch's room meant that there was witches there or what they thought were witches and so that's why the black cat hangs out I don't know how I feel about that I'm I hate that they always put like black cats as like a witch thing because I always feel like black people misunderstand black cats so who knows who knows on the black cat but the dog yeah Stare at me while I'm sleeping, man. Um, then the third one that I wanted to go over is Greyfieres King Kirkland in Edinburgh, Scotland. So there is a little graveyard that's um, next to Grafier's Kirkland. And in the graveyard, there is a statue and a grave for a little terrier dog. And they people like the the owner passed away previously on the property and he used to like go hang out where his owner's uh grave was and then he passed away a little bit like oh I think it was like a while 14 years after his owner passed away and in 1981 they added the statue and his little grave and so people will leave him toys and treats and It's so cute because if you go look at the pictures of this place specifically, the little statue that they have, um, people like rubbed its nose a different color. So like the statue itself is kind of tarnished because it's been there since 1981. But you can tell it they rub his nose and it just just got to me because it's so sweet. (laughs) They're booping his nose even in the afterlife. Um, And then the fourth one that I wanted to go over, it's called the... Well, it's a ghost monkey of the Ethel Hamden House in Dorset, England. There was um, a person by the name of Sir William Martin that lived there. And he worked with traders a lot. And so he brought home a monkey from one of the traders. And it was a family pet. So they kept it around the house. I'm not going to go into detail what happened to it. (laughs) Because they did go into detail. And it's not great. And it's horrible. So I'm not going to talk about that. But it passed away. But... People said they can still like see and hear the monkey like running around the house. So that's wild. Um, And I'm going to say that's wild like 10 times in this episode. If you guys want to do a drinking game to every every time I say that's wild, you probably will get totally hammered. So I would be careful, but I do say it a lot in this episode. I apologize. The next one that I want to talk about is the bear at the Tower of London. So apparently the Tower of London is uber, uber hunted already with people. Um, it used to be a prison, which explains why there's a lot of haunted people or hauntings there. I know in the United States, some of the most haunted places here are old prisons because you got to think like, back in the day, people were not treated. Uh, well, let's... Uh, people are not treated well in prisons in general. <laughs> but back in the day, it was really bad. So... They would torture them. They would die of, like, horrible diseases and they wouldn't be treated, you know, by the medical staff and all that stuff. So, at the end of the day, I think that that's why a lot if, – if there is if, – if huntings are real, I think prisons and hospitals are hugely, like, yeah, they could totally be hunted. Um, but this place was a prison and they had a lot of uh, – hauntings but i guess before it was a prison it was used to home exotic animals that were given to the royal family and there was a bear that was given to them and so people would see the bear so when the when it was converted into being a prison there was a prison guard and it was in like 1863 he was hanging out and there was like a bear just standing there and so they freaked out and they went to go you know get rid of the bear and it just disappeared. Like it literally evaporated and thinner. So get it, Bear. <laughs> get it. Um, the next one that I want to talk about, Casey. Now this one, guys, this one kind of shook me because I had never heard of this before. I live in the United States. I know about the White House. Yes, in schools they don't teach you about haunted creepy stuff. But let's be like, why? What, like tell me about this stuff. This is stuff I would like to know. yes. Teach me about presidents and teach me about all that stuff, but also give me a little bit of insight and knowledge into the fact that they're saying there's a demon cat at the White House. Guys, have any of you heard of this before? Because I, I feel like I should know this information. I feel like I should know this, but anyway. So they're saying that in the basement there's a haunted cat and they said that when you see her for the first time she looks very sweet like a little kitten but then when you get closer to her she gets bigger and scarier but here's the thing do I believe that this cat is a demon probably not do I believe that um the cat is like possessed or anything no I don't but this is the part that I was like could this be a, like a sign from the other side, or like a like they say it's an omen? Okay, a bad omen that she only shows up right before like horrible stuff happens to the country. So, for instance, she showed up when uh, the Great Depression, like right before the Great Depression happened, and then she showed up right before JFK got assassinated, and then she showed up again when the Wall Street when Wall Street collapsed. So then that makes you like, is she a bad omen or is she like telling people shit's about to go down, guys? You gotta, you gotta watch it. It's wild when you think about it. But I just think that it was crazy that I've never heard of this before. I'm from here and I've never heard that there's supposedly a demon cat in the White House. So kudos to history. (laughs) Um. The gosh, what, what, one were we on? Is it six? I think we're on six. Okay. So the sixth one that I wanted to read is the Horse of Ak- Akershus-, Akershus Castle, and apparently it's a it's a Norwegian castle, and it's one of the most haunted places in Scandinavia. And there was, and this one I had to chop up. I really apologize to some of them seem a little choppy but I had to like take out a lot of information to not make them really upsetting so I apologize if you guys are like wow that was great thanks Kayla you told us that nothing but also I don't want to trigger you guys and if you guys want to go look yourselves you are more than welcome to and you can read the horrible crap that happened um so it so the castle was attacked by a man on his horse and they didn't make it past the gate because there was a lot of soldiers and stuff holding the castle up. Um, and they said that the guy doesn't come back, but the horse comes back all the time and like comes after them. Like, whoa, bro, you killed me. I'm coming for you. And I think that's awesome. I think it's great because the horse didn't really have any, like, say in going to attack the castle. It was obviously the human that was on to, on him that was, like, telling him to do it. So I think it's it's kind of poetic that the horse is coming back, like, remember me? I'm back, bitch. Um, then number seven is the rabbit ghost of the Thetford Warren Lodge. So this lodge was built in the 1400s and they built it into like to keep out poachers. So it was built so that poachers couldn't go there. There was a lot of rabbits in that area and they only wanted to be able to like hunt rabbits for specific, you know, to eat and to use their fur, but you know how poachers kind of go overboard. So they wanted to keep the poachers out of that area. And there is said to be a white rabbit with red eyes who protects the area. How cool is that shit? Like, that's awesome. That's freaking cool. Um, And it's, quote unquote, a bad omen again. So basically everything that I read about it, because I did look a little bit more into this one because it was very crazy to me. They said that if you see the the white rabbit with the red eyes, that it means you're going to die within the year. Um... Again, maybe not a bad omen. Maybe it's just saying, hey, don't kill the rabbits. If you do, you're done. The next one is Kill Key House, which is in Dublin, Ireland. It was built in 1765 as a hunting lodge. And they turned it into a restaurant, but while they were turning it into the restu- into a restaurant and doing renovations, contractors kept seeing, like, this cat, but it was the size. They were saying that it was basically the size of, like, a wolf. It was a huge cat. And they were saying that people, anybody in the town that had dogs or would come by that had, like, a dog with them, that the dogs would freak out and were like, no, I don't want to go over here. So, they basically said that there was nothing, like, they couldn't find anything historically of where this cat could have come from, but it did show up while they're doing renovations. It could have been anything, honestly. It might not even have been a cat. It could have just been another spirit that took a form of a cat and was like, get out of my, you know, when you, like, renovate, then this is based off of, like, I I read a lot of like haunted places books when you do renovations on really really old places a lot of times it'll like dig up a lot of um, things because they're like whoa why are you messing with my area and so spirits that may not have shown up before will show up or or you know maybe they'll be there to protect it or whatever so yeah that's. That's wild. And then to go back to the Akershus castle, the one that was in the Norwegian castle, there's also a guard dog. Now this one, super horrible story. (laughs) So if you like, I wish I could show you guys my notes. It literally says guard dog. That's it. That's the only thing I wrote of this whole story is guard dog. Um, Because they think that there's a guard dog that's like patrolling the castle that tries to keep everybody in line and like nobody to come in that they're not supposed to. Um, But the way they went about it was not great and I hate them for it. (laughs) So yeah, there's that. Um, So I know we went through those kind of fast, um, but I thought that those were kind of cool. And, you know, to me, it kind of gave me a little bit of, I don't know, a different perspective on hopefully there is possibly spirits of animals around. When you really think about it, you really don't know if it if an animal. If you see you know a deer or you see a wild animal, you kind of don't really know if that animal is present in this this realm or this life, or if you know maybe it is a ghost of a animal because you don't really see you know you don't you're not close enough and you don't really know. Um, and I know there's been a lot of people that have talked about specifically actually have written in on the show um on this show or sorry my one of my dogs is like butting up against my leg and it's making me shakes <laughs> sorry guys if you heard that um a lot of people have written in to include Nikki who actually was telling me a story where she will feel like a dog rub up against her or maybe a dog jump on the bed Um, or something to that effect and nobody's there and it could be, you know, your companion animal that has passed along. So you guys know, you guys know how I am. You guys know I'm, I'm a skeptic. I have a really hard time believing in mediums and, you know, the afterlife is kind of a a touchy subject for me because I'm never really, you know, I need that empirical evidence even though why I'm not like that with anything else, but for some reason I really need it with that. Well, there's a couple of things that have happened to me within the last couple of weeks and I'm going to share them with you guys and you can take with it what you can. You don't have to, um, you know, believe the things I'm saying or disbelieve or really, you know, put it towards anything that has to do, you know, if your faith doesn't, doesn't really align with what I'm talking about. I totally understand, and I think everything's always open for interpretation. So you can always interpret whatever you want, and that goes for anything that I say. You know, I always try to be very transparent with you guys, and I always try really hard to um, not push my beliefs on any of you. So I'm gonna tell you about what's been going on, and then you guys can tell me what you guys think because um, everybody in my life is telling me that I need to. Um, open my eyes, <laughs> so to speak, but, um, so I had an interview with somebody and I can't wait for you guys to talk with her for her episode, but basically it was a get to know you interview and we had a little chit chat about, um, just, you know, her loss. She's gone through a loss that was really great in May and she suggested this book for me and it's called... Um, it's, I'm going to, you know what, I'm just going to tell you guys the book and you guys can, you can decide if you want to go get the book and you want to have anything to do with it. Because at the end of the day, I am not a paid promoter. I'm not getting promoted or paid to promote this book or anything like that. But because, um, it's kind of done things for me. I always want to, you know, we're a community and I always want to share my knowledge. So it's called Signs, the Secret Language of the Universe. And it's by Laura Lynn Jackson. And I knew nothing about this book. Nothing. I, I've i never even heard of it before, to be honest with you. I'd never even seen the cover. I had no prior knowledge about anything about it. And the person I was interviewing, she had said, you know, I read this book about a week after my companion Alamo had passed away because I was having such a hard time. And I went through the book in a couple days and it really, really helped me. And I asked her, you know, in what ways... And she gave me a couple of examples and I'm not going to share her examples because this is her story to tell and they're really cool and if she decides to tell them on the show, I cannot wait for you guys to hear it from her own perspective. Um, but basically she had had experiences based off of the book and I decided, okay, you know what? She's so really like, you know, telling me it's going to help me. I I Instead of me doing the naysaying, Um, I'm kind of it's kind of like going back to the last episode that I talked to you guys I kind of need to open my my mind a little bit more and I need to be a little bit more um, like open to new things. And if that means I need to write a list of myself to myself to be more open or I need to kind of force myself to do things that I used to enjoy or in this case, read a book. I mean, what is reading a book going to do really? Honestly, it can have one of two options. One, okay, yeah, I won't get, you know, however long it takes me to get that time back. Or two, maybe it will be life-changing. Maybe it will help me. So I went and I bought the book the night that I got the phone with her or the call with her. And I did my usual where I didn't want to (laughs) read the book because I don't like reading because I'm in school and I have to read a lot. So I held off. And during mine and her conversation, she had said that in the book, it basically talks about you picking a sign or a symbol and you're very um, straightforward with it you know, we've always heard from mediums, we've always heard from, you know, um, psychics and all that stuff, or people that think that they can talk to the other side, that they, um, you know, people have seen signs, and you always hear the same things, and, and don't get me wrong, if these are your signs, please, please, please do not take what I'm saying as that they're not of value, but to me, I feel like people pick certain signs because it's always there and it it's like a comfort which but if it's always there to me it's hard to say is that a sign you know for instance animals you see a lot around your house you know like insects that you always see or whatever or even like maybe even rainbows constantly like maybe you're in an area you see rainbows a lot now if you're in an area you don't see rainbows a lot and a rainbow happens like, yes, I think that there's something there with that, but, you know, if you pick an animal that you see every every day before, it's kind of hard to know, is that a sign or is that just the animal walking around? So she's, you know, my, my the person I was interviewing had said, you know, I picked something, we picked something that was very, very out of the norm and not normal for our area. And like I said, I'm not going to go into detail what she picked because she needs to tell the story because it's great. So it got me thinking, I went and I bought the book. I didn't open the book or anything. And it got me thinking like, okay, what sign should I pick that is something that I don't ever see? Like, let's do an animal. So I've like thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And then finally I was like, you know what? Let's do an armadillo because I don't see armadillos here in Colorado, And I don't see a lot of armadillo stuff. You know, you do a llama, there's a lot of llama stuff. You do a sloth, there's a lot of sloth stuff. You do a cat or a dog, there's a lot of cat and dog stuff, you know. And basically it was explained to me that it doesn't need to be the actual physical animal. So you can do an armadillo, but it doesn't need to mean that you're going to see an armadillo all the time. It can be an armadillo painting, an armadillo, um, you know, name or something to that effect. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do an armadillo because that's like the one thing that I'm like, you know, pretty sure there's not a lot of armadillo stuff here. And um, I said it out loud. Okay, I'm picking an armadillo. I I think the armadillo is what I want. And I went about my day because I didn't want to put too much emphasis on it and then let myself down. And that's what I do every time. And I think that's why I have issues with paranormal stuff so I just ignored it and like the next day me and my family were going to do something we were actually going to a grave site of my grandfather and we were driving on the side of the road there was a a a store and it was called the armadillo antique store and at first I was like oh my god it's a sign and then of course my rational brain started saying no it's not you knew that you've known that's been there for like 20 years (laughs) you know but it was kind of weird when you think about it in terms of we just so happened to drive that exact direction because it's not near my house at all we're talking like an hour hour and 15 minutes away from my house um they're like okay that's kind of weird yeah it was it was not close so then I kind of didn't think about it again I was like I'm not putting too much emphasis on it because I don't want to get my hopes up and then I decide 4 days later to pick up the book finally. Guys, I have to tell you this is the weirdest shit. That is, this is one of the weirdest things that's ever happened like this whole story. So I pick up the book and I'm reading it and I get like I think 5 pages, 6 pages into the book and let me read you this paragraph from this book from her. Okay? Distinct from default signs are signs that we specifically request. Objects, images, words or phrases, however unusual or obscure, this is the secret language we can co-create with the other side. I have co-created this language in a variety of ways. With my spare guides, I usually ask for oranges. With my loved ones who have crossed, I shit you not, guys, it says, I ask for armadillos, aardvarks, and ant eaters which I choose because they're sufficiently rare and are hard to miss. Huh? What? So, of course, I'm like, is that a sign? Or is that like, am I just like-minded like her? Because let's, like everybody I've asked has said, armadillos are the, I would have never chosen armadillos as my thing. So I'm like, maybe we're just like-minded. Then, and keep in mind, I'm not really talking about this with a lot of people. I'm just you know processing it then two was it two days or three days later I get on Instagram and I'm scrolling Instagram and you know how like you it'll show you like things that you've liked like like pages but then if you scroll down far enough like nothing's new it'll just show you random stuff and I'm scrolling and it shows me somebody got an armadillo tattoo in Texas I've never followed this person's page before. I don't even know who this person is. I don't even know who the tattoo artist is. Nah, nothing. And they got an armadillo tattoo. So that one's like the hardest one for me to like kind of explain away. Because like how did that happen? How did that happen? My my Facebook and my Instagram are not inundated with armadillos. I don't really talk about armadillos on a, a lot on occasion, you know, on occasions. When I was um, – asking people in my family like is this a sign with the whole thing from the book I literally took a picture of that part of the book and then I sent it the picture to them so it's not like armadillos is a language we use often and it's not you know my phone was listening and and you know blah 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 which now it's probably listening so probably I'm gonna get a lot of armadillo stuff but I'm just saying like that's really weird well then um I didn't realize it But the, as we talked about before, I am not big on keeping dates in my head of traumatic things. So I don't do the whole anniversary of people's deaths. I don't look at it. I try not to even remember the day that they died. Um, And last Thursday was apparently Kaya's year anniversary of passing away. Which I did not know. I felt weird kind of like the whole day and then that night I had a panic attack in the middle of my sleep which I'm going to be honest is not something rare. I have been having issues again with my anxiety and have been having panic attacks in my sleep again Um, but this one was different. It wasn't the same kind of panic attack. It wasn't the same type. I was like coherent but not coherent. I was there enough that I, I was doing things that like in my right mind, but also I felt like, the best way I can explain it is almost like kind of muted. Like my brain felt muted. So I go and I'm freaking out and I decide one of my things is to just leave the space I'm in. So I close, I got clothes on, I closed the door, I walked out in my living room and I was walking around and as I'm walking around my kitchen, and keep in mind, everybody's in their rooms, everybody's sleeping, I hear a sigh. Like, <sighs> just like that and I was like what the hell <laughs> what was that and I just told myself it's nothing don't worry about it and so I calmed down literally after the sigh calmed down was totally fine again normal went and laid back down and went back to sleep well that next morning Nikki calls me and you guys know that I'm like super close with Nikki and I am talking to her and she's like I just want to know you know I just want to make sure you're doing okay and everything's fine and I was like well yeah you know everything's fine and she goes you know because you know it's been a year and I was like whoa, what and then I get on Facebook and sure enough it reminded me like in the memories of me telling everybody that she had passed away and I was like whoa I didn't even remember that it was yesterday and I felt like maybe my body remembered and I just was trying to block it out. Um, and then me and her talking and I didn't remember the sigh. I didn't remember anything. I knew I had like a panic attack the night before, but I didn't remember like a lot of what had happened. And she was talking about, I was telling her, you know, how upset I was and how I wish I could just get a sign from her. And I asked her because she unfortunately has lost, I'm not going to give a number, but a lot of companion animals, um, in the last like year. A lot and one of them was a pretty traumatic experience and she had I asked her like do you, do you feel them there because she always was you know the least skeptical of us and always had sorry things just the air conditioner just kicked on and it scared me because I'm talking about this stuff. Um, she was the one who always had like you know hope and she always would say yes 100% I feel them and they're still around and they're giving me signs and all this stuff. And I asked her, like, is he giving you signs? And she said, um, no, I don't think so. But the other night I was sitting there and I was walking and I felt him brush up against my leg. And then I looked and nobody was there. And it was the weirdest thing. It triggered my brain. And I was like, oh, I remembered the sigh that I heard. And it connected everything. Kaya used to do this thing, and it was only Kaya. No other dog have I ever been around or or had have done this. But when she would get, like, stressed or she was, like, in a situation where she felt, like, kind of uncomfortable or unsure, she would go, like, she would breathe all. But it would be through her nose, and it would sound like that. And I was like, is this a sign? Did this just happen? See? See? I'm creeping myself out. My dog just barked again. Um, I was like, is this a sign? Is this hurt? And I realized that it probably was. And I need to calm down. <laughs> I need to calm down and I'm not going to get answers until I die. And I need to just ride the storm and be on this journey because it's not going to change me, me knowing and, or me not knowing or me being negative isn't going to change the end result. So I'm trying my hardest to roll with the punches and kind of reframe my brain. So I'm, I'm actually actively reading this book and trying to, um, get some information about it and get information on these sign things, And so I highly suggest that you guys pick up this book if you're kind of struggling. If you are very strong and devout in your faith and you have a religion that you follow and it doesn't correspond or correlate with this, I totally understand. I think you need to do whatever makes you feel the best. But if you are looking for maybe possibly answers or possibly somewhere to kind of look, this book was really, it's it's been very comforting to me. Um, I did a little research on Laura, or I think her name's, let me hold up, guys. Let me double check I say her name right because I don't, I was going to say, yeah, Laura Lynn. I was going to say Laura Lynn, but I was thinking I was saying it wrong. Um, I did a little bit of research on Laura Lynn. She goes pretty pretty into detail about who she is and um, like what makes her sets her apart from a lot of other like mediums and she was actually on that show that I had suggested to you guys that was called um, uh, Life After Death on Netflix and I think she's on season two I think not she wasn't on season one she's on season two Um, but she you know she seems like a very genuine person and you know, I just think that I need to roll with the the punches a little bit more and not be so stuck on the now, now, now. So, if you want kind of a book that's a little bit comforting and maybe can give just a little bit of hope, um, I highly suggest you check her book out and just see what you think. And, you know, um, it may not be your cup of tea or it might be something life-changing. So, I just always want to be very transparent with you and transparent with what's going on in my life and the things that I'm feeling, and especially when it comes to the grief journey and um, the companion animals. And I know, like, my brain has changed so much from point A to point B you know like when Kaya first passed away and I did the episode on her and I talked about like I I wholeheartedly believe I'll see her again and she's really helped me with the healing process because I really have hope that I'll see her. It's like my brain did this thing where the longer it took like the more time that she wasn't around it started doing that questioning thing again and that well I didn't get a sign or I don't feel her or I, you know, how do we really know, and it's weird that it does that, and I hate it, but um, I know that I kind of go through waves with the situation, and I go through waves with you guys, and I just want you guys to understand kind of where I'm coming from, and hopefully I'm not alone in the way that I think or um, how this grief journey has kind of taken me, but I wanted to share this with you guys and I wanted to be super transparent and also spooky season. So um, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode. I appreciate you guys listening. Of course, as usual, you guys are amazing. You're great. You're part of my community and I love y'all. Don't forget about the Q&A, October 21st. It's going to be at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So you'll want to do a conversion if if you're Eastern, if you're Pacific, if you're... Um, Australian time, if you're central time, wherever you are, you'll want to do a conversion. I tried to do the best time that was going to work for everybody. Um, I know that there are some places that are just too far of a difference in time zones that it might be too early in the morning or too late at night. Um, And so in that case, I'm going to try really hard to do another one, possibly in the next couple months that's going to be in a different time during the day at Mountain Standard Time. Um, And, of course, it's going to be a Facebook Live. So you'll just have to go follow our Facebook page and you can look at the event there and you can join it to have it remind you or you can wait until um, the event and you can watch the Facebook Live. It will be a QA, and a So get your questions ready. I'm going to answer as many questions as I possibly can. Fingers crossed there's so many of you guys that maybe I don't get through all the questions and then we can do more. Um... But even if it's personal questions, even if you want to ask a personal question about, you know, specifically, maybe you've been wondering about my grief journey or a specific situation or something like that, feel free. If you want to ask in general about grief, feel free. If it doesn't have anything to do with grief, feel free. Um, This is just kind of our safe space. And I know a lot of you talk about how we, it's like we're, you know, conversing back and forth, like we're, I'm having a conversation with you. And I love that about us and I love that about this show because it is morphed into exactly what I always wanted and I want nothing more than for you to still get that relationship but maybe have me answer back for questions that you want to (laughs) ask so um, I'm really excited for it like I said you can find it it'll be on Facebook you can find it on our Facebook page just Rainbow Bridge Connection um, on Facebook and um, you can always reach out to me like I said I have a Facebook and an Instagram Rainbow Bridge Connection Rainbow Bridge Connection Podcast on Instagram. And then you can reach us at Rainbow Bridge Connection Podcast at gmail.com or you can find us online at Rainbow Bridge Thanks for listening. And I can't wait to do the next spooky episode. Talk to you guys later.